it's Wednesday the 21st of February. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I'm already missing the body shop. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we celebrate the UK press in all its weird wonder, from front page wars to back page scores. And yes, once again, I'm going to bang on about the Paper Cuts Supporters Club. Times are tight here at the cutting edge of cheery news podcasts and there's no big media company behind us to wash us in cash. We spend £600 a month on newspapers alone. Plus, we pay our team of young producers in actual money. And between you and me, Ian Smith's rider requirements are very specific. So, if you feel like giving us £3.60 a month for ad-free episodes, or £6 for no ads and a special extra bit at the end of each episode, we'd love you forever. Actually, we love you anyway, but it would be fabulous if you could. So why not go to the show notes and click on the link that says back.papercutshow.com. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Royal says reasonable thing. Prince William calls for killing in Gaza to stop. Papers go potty. Ah, mate, I was completely trouser-pressed. Britons (laughs) have more words for getting drunk than anyone else. And live, laugh, shove another frill on it. Man can't sell house because it's too frou-frou. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Papercuts, where we've a deadline to hit and a moral to miss. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me today is Podmasters group editor and lover of a balm cake, it's Andrew Harrison. Hello, Miranda. I'd also accept Cobb as well. <laughs> Cobb on. And also with us is comedian and devotee of posh focaccia, it's Ian Smith. Hi. Yes, hello. I, I realise that's making me sound less northern than I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I just said bread roll. Bread roll. You've been down in that London for too long. Focaccia is Italian for crusty cob. Is it? No. Oh. (laughs) That's how easily I'm I'm fooled, so I look a bit more northern again now. So, look, what have we got on the front pages today? Andrew, you have the broadsheets. What is there? I have the broadsheets. The Times, Prince issues Gaza plea for a permanent peace. Chief Rabbi praises William's words, but former ministers call intervention troubling and unwise. Um, Lots of papers have gone with this. It's Prince William saying that the the, the killing in Gaza has to stop. He's very, very measured in what he says. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later. There's an astonishing picture on the front of the Times of a group of Israeli soldiers taking a selfie on the border with Gaza. Mm. Um, And there's something very odd and very modern about this. It's almost like a contemporary version of, you know, the famous picture of the American troops at Iwo Jima raising the flag. Uh, here's a bunch of female Israeli troops raising a phone and get, getting a selfie. Also on the front of the Times, Gulag expert fears Navalny was killed by KGB punch. Alexei Navalny was likely to have been killed by a punch to the heart, a technique once taught to KGB operatives after being exposed to freezing conditions for hours, it is claimed. Mm. The Telegraph. I feel all- like you're missing the most vital headline from the Times, actually. You're absolutely right. I missed the most important headline. Bottoms are baggy this season, it says here. Uh, fashion fashion thing. Um, on checking, I've discovered that this is actually trousers are baggy, not bottoms themselves, which is, I am absolutely heartbroken about this, as you can imagine. But you're very excited about this, aren't you? Baggy trousers. Baggy trousers are back always. Mm. <laughs> always for us baggy bottomed. Okay. Good to know. Um, the Guardian has more Gaza. Labour leader faces threat of revolt over Gaza despite call for ceasefire. Party tables amendment to SNP motion as Sama seeks to see off rebellion. Guardian obviously very much with inside baseball of what's going on with the Labour left here. Mm. Uh, it has got um, Tom Baldwin on the case for Keir Starmer. Tom Baldwin is a very good biographer, has written 
probably the first chunky uh, Keir Starmer biography, and you'll be hearing a lot about that, including the Telegraph has a great story that Keir Starmer used to live upstairs from a brothel when he was a student. Like... Anybody was, else. I mean, everybody lived upstairs from a brothel at some point. The only students in London who didn't live upstairs from a brothel were the ones who lived downstairs from a brothel. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's interesting. And apparently he got on quite well with the girls on the, the way in, way out, because he's a man of the people. Mm. He's going to lead this country and fix it. <laughs> Um, also, the, the that's go- an unusual segue, Andrew. But you know, talk, <laughs> he can talk to all the people. Uh, the Metro is on the uh, post office scandal. Actually, Cam's government knew. Ministers told in 2016 how investigation that could have helped thousands was ditched. Lord Cameron's government knew the post office dropped a secret probe that may have helped jailed and ruined some postmasters prove their innocence. It is claimed. Mm, everybody just ignored it, didn't they? Okay, mm. what have you got, Ian? You have um, the fun things, right? Really, I imagine the headlines will be very similar. Um, So this is the Daily Mail, which again leads with William, too many have died in Gaza conflict. And then at the top, Richard Kerr has said, um, although he's well-intentioned, I fear he's heading for dangerous and uncharted waters. Okay, It's a dangerous time when a king-to-be says... Just checking what he said again. Too many people have died. (laughs) Danger. (laughs) Be careful what you say. Um, It's such an uncontroversial... He hasn't really covered all the bases and they're going, that's very dangerous. Yes. Um, So moving on to the mirror, the heart of Britain. Um, Putin's Brit targets. So... um, Apparently, a multimillionaire on Kremlin hit list claims a dozen are at risk in the UK. Do we have a list? Um, Looks on pages four and five. I might imagine getting the mirror and then looking and going like, oh, for God's sake, that's me. Um, Some fitter in Skelmersdale. How good he wants me, he's going to get me. I'll have a a little check to make sure if I'm on that. Um, Or indeed any mirror readers. Yeah. And then the mirror also leads with uh, Prince William and the death of a former Strictly Come Dancing dancer. I don't know enough about TV, really, but that seems very sad. Um, The Sun, a bit lighter. Brit nuke sub-launch fails. (laughs) Missile sinks yards from vessel. A Trident missile uh, dramatically misfired. I don't know why we were firing it. feels like... It was um, showing off to Grant Shapps. Oh. (laughs) Trial. Yeah. And Grant Shapps was there and it just went up and it went... Why is the headline not try, try, Trident again? Yeah. (laughs) Because it ought to be. Um, And then also a very important story, Cheryl's new Girls Allowed look. It is important. So, So Cheryl Cole seems to be wearing something different. Yeah, I believe she's is the dressed headline. like Morticia, pretty much. She's yeah. gone goth. Um, and now the Daily Star. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> just so one thing it says at the top is that Jelly Babies are the number one sweet, um, say, deviants. Um, <laughs> and they're talking about that more. But then next to that, they've put the thought for the day. And the thought for the day is, Jelly Baby's the best sweets, the world's gone mental. Mm. Um, A lot of newspapers would be like, maybe you can't just say things have gone mental now. But the Daily Star's like, pop that on the front page. Um, But their main story is, greedy black hole eats the universe. So it it gets even worse. Um, Surprised nobody else has gone without the front page. Universe to be eaten. The universe is being eaten. Don't worry Um, about your baggy trousers, the universe is going to get eaten. Yeah, at least... 
Well, uh, Prince William would probably have a comment about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, maybe it's stop. a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. Yeah. The Daily Mail, please don't comment on this. This is murky waters. Um, but yeah, there's a... There's a um, the biggest, brightest object in the universe is a huge black hole that is eating everything up, but yeah. it's ages away. Apparently, yeah. They've, they've done a diagram and it says, what is that? They've done a gap <laughs> between a, it and those and it says very arrows, big. Yeah, and it says very big. <laughs> and I, I really hate this just when these newspapers do it. Boffins call it most hellish place ever, which I don't I don't think anyone has called it the most hellish place Place, who's a scientist who would have probably just explained what it is and what it's doing but yeah these these geeks <laughs> have um, identified a black hole basically the star loves boffins really Now, on nearly all of the front pages today is the story that Prince William has said something that isn't, have you come far? Or, she's recovering well and I'm coping fine with the kids, <laughs> honest. Andrew, what has Prince William said and should we be as shocked as Richard Kay in the mail appears to be? Well, as we were just saying, he's made a pretty kind of anodyne, I think, plea for what I think everybody wants, which is, it, wouldn't it be nice if the mass killing were to end? Mm. What he said was, I remain deeply concerned about the terrible human cost of the conflict in the Middle East since the Hamas terrorists attacked on 7th of October. Too many have been killed. I, like so many others, want to see an end to the fighting as soon as possible. There is a desperate need for increased humanitarian support for Gaza. It's critical that aid gets in and hostages are released. Sometimes it's only when faced with the sheer scale of human suffering that the importance of permanent peace is brought home. Now, can you disagree with that? Can any Anybody disagree with that? Yeah, it's so well worded. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he's probably worked. He's probably had people working on that. Yeah, I would imagine yeah, yeah. what with him being a future king. Um, the interesting thing is he's covered absolutely every base. At no point here can this be dismissed as you know pro Hamas excuse making or you know. Uh, you it's know, not you, even anything like that. Major, He's just literally asking for the killing to stop. That's yeah. it. The major criticism of of course with ceasefire is. You just want to give Hamas time to regroup and rearm, which I think is quite a cynical take. Most people just want the killing to end. But it is definitely a far more complex situation there than simply, you know, victory to Israel stroke victory to Hamas. And I think most people in the country would probably agree that just they just want to see the end of the fighting. I mean, and the mail actually, you know, whatever we want to think about the mail... It is incredibly thorough and it really knows its newspaper craft. They have done effectively a translator, what William said and what he meant. So every clause of this statement they have dismantled and you know given you what's behind it. Because obviously the Kremlinology of uh, Buckingham Palace and the world of the royals, you sort of need to dissect what they're saying. And they, they do point out the kind of, you know, the, the inferences and the resonances of all these things. I think it's really interesting that William has said this because very few people are in his position of being almost impossible to attack and impossible to impugn. If any politician said this, well, you can imagine that. If, if a politician was to say this, you can imagine uh, Israeli commentators and uh, Israeli government sources wading in, saying, you're an excuse maker, you want to stop, to stop us defending ourselves. Um, and because of his position, his constitutional position, it's really difficult to criticise him. And he gets to make a point from his from his, his platform. What you can do is what Richard Kay has done in a really long full pager. Um, I'm told he wants to move away from mere platitudes. If so, we're heading for dangerous uncharted waters. <laughs> and the Paul quotes say a lot, not the first time he's shown his naivety. His judgment is being called into question. Um, what this piece is saying is that um, irrespective of the substance of what William is saying, this is not what royal figures 
should be talking about. It's almost a reprise of Prince Charles when he was Prince, talking about ecological matters, talking about building. I would suggest, you know, just as serious and just as valid. Yeah. I mean, also, Richard mm-hmm. Kay, I mean, I have to say, respect us as a journalist, because basically what he says could be said in two sentences and he spread it out to a thousand words. So on one level, yeah. respect. On another level, what a load of rubbish. One of the things that he says is that he feels that Prince William has two people in his head fighting over what he should say. One is the Queen, which is basically say nothing. And the other one is Princess Diana, who says, you know, basically say be emotional. I mm. mean, it's he's quite mental. I would love to get these royal reporters on other beats because they apparently have the ability to read more minds and see into people's heads. How how useful would that be on politics or even football for that matter? (laughs) Mm. Also, I think when someone writes an article like that, it sort of looks like they disagree with what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Even though I think it looks like Richard Kay is trying to say, oh, this is uncharted waters and you shouldn't say anything. But I think that most people would read that and overwhelmingly agree of like, that's incredibly balanced and the, and the murder should stop. So when someone's like, oh, I don't like him speaking out like this, it does seem to, as if there's some underlying and I don't fully agree, like in your, and you're meddling. Because if someone meddles in in your favour and to your opinion, you're usually like, oh, that sort of meddling is okay. Yeah, really. that's speaking out. Yeah. That's okay. Because, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want the royals really to be involved in politics, but it's also not massively moral. When people say, oh, the Queen was so... The Queen was so good, she said nothing. <laughs> she said nothing as the world blew by. Like, it's not incredible. Like, I, I could say nothing. I think um, it's kind of lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm David Baddiel. I'm a writer and a comedian and a Jew. I'm Saeed Avasi. I'm a businesswoman and a politician and a Muslim. Jews and Muslims always seem to be in the news or on the news. Lots of people talk about us and this is us talking about ourselves. The kind of things that people say don't touch, we are going to go there. I mean, I think Jews and Muslims are talking about these things, but I think they're not talking about them together because they're worried that if they do, sparks might fly. A Muslim and a Jew go there. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Now, people of Britain, prepare to feel proud. In The Guardian, there is a small past notes feature about something that British people do better than almost any other nation. And if you think it's to do with getting hammered, you are correct. It's also to do with getting plastered, getting trashed and utterly, completely bollocksed. The (laughs) British are the best at drunkenims. So, Ian, what is going on here? Um, So, apparently we have 546 words... (laughs) For being drunk. Yeah. I, I think it's weird that every country seems to be, like, it's not just us, that we seem to be really like to have a pride that we're the drunkest mm. or that we we can take the most um, alcohol. Um, it feels like quite a dysfunctional level of pride that, that we have in this. But, yeah, apparently we have um, more words than anyone else. Yeah. Just by putting ED on the end of stuff. Yeah, that's what I found quite interesting. So basically, this is a study by a German boffin, and I'm going to use that boffin. Mm. And she basically says, if you tag the, the, the kind of suffix ed onto anything, then it sounds like you got really hammered. And this would never work in other languages. It doesn't work in German because the words lose their meaning. Whereas if you say something like car parked here... That sounds like I was completely mm. car parked and it works. Like you can kind of say about anything. You, I've got completely teacuped. Yeah, exactly. And we all know what you mean. I and guess that's it has a, to be something that doesn't become a past participle. 
Well, kind when of. Well, you... no, it does come, become possible. It, it, I, what I work because I was trying to think about this. It, if it doesn't really work with animals, because as you said, I was completely dogged. That's, that's slightly different. That sounds a bit more rude. Yeah, actually, exactly. Right yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't want that. But genuinely, you could kind of do. I went out last night and I got completely tabled. And you're kind of thinking, okay, yeah, fine, I get you. It yeah. works with some animals. You get badgered out your head. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe giraffe. I think a more obscure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hippoed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm, yeah mm. it works. It works. Ocelotted out of my head. Yeah, and also, I mean, so it's the it's the kind of British equivalent of that idea that people who are, you know from from northern climes have three hundred words for snow. We've got over five hundred and forty for drunk. That's mm. our claim to fame. And there are other words for um, getting drunk, which are not ed, but they all sound quite mild, like squiffy, tipsy. Merry. So they all sound like you got a little bit drunk. Whereas if you had the ED, mm. I got completely tabloided. You, that's it. You were yeah. smashed. It's kind of amazing. I'm going to use it for everything. <laughs> what, what I like about this story is that the boffin, the boffin behind yeah. this research is Dr. Christina Sanchez Stockhammer. And I'm going to start saying Stockhammer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, don't say I got Sanchez. That's slightly different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, got a bit Stockhammer the other night. Yeah, is this? I mean, you know, it's the the other thing that she said is that British people, or in the past notes, it says that British people have three things going for them. I like the fact that we've got just three. We've got an absurd sense of humour, we've got a peculiar form of sentence construction, and we've got a genuinely horrifying drinking culture. <laughs> <laughs> we've got strange sentence construction. This is a, a German in, in where they put the verb at the end. You don't know what the sentence is about until the reveal. Exactly. I mean, we, we, we know what that sentence is going to be about because yeah. we're British. We know mm. what it's going to be about getting drunk. So, look, we found another short article, and this one was about um, cough mixture. <laughs> so, apparently, I'm quite shocked by this, cough syrup is to be banned from pharmacies mm. unless you've got a prescription because people are mixing it with lemonade and risking opioid addiction. I have to say, as an old person, mixing it with lemonade is quite mild. We used to mix vanillin with vodka. <laughs> and it did you no harm. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't realise this was as as big as it was. Yeah, it's a I've big never thing. had a purple drank. Yes, this is what it's called, called now. Yeah, yeah. Um, cough syrup, soda, but then people putting sweets in it, hard candy, and antihistamines, which feels like <laughs> feels like someone who just has an allergy, but is trying to play it off like, yeah, yeah. If you put this in, it's even it's even better. Yeah, but it's, um, it's quite odd. They've got instructional videos because I was mm. laughing at that. I was thinking like, all you do is just. Literally, take the cough mixture, add, add your mixer of choice. That's we do it. not encourage listeners to do this at no, all. Don't Please do don't, do don't do it. But like, how but, much cough mixture are you supposed to put in? Like a normal. Well, this is why you need the video. <laughs> yeah, measure it out like, in the cap. Taking drugs, but you're yeah measuring it in the cap. Like, oh, don't don't have more than that. Anyway, now it's going to be banned unless Good. you've got a prescription. Good. What? Yeah. No Benelin. Yeah. People what? should just cough. It's Britain. Oh my god! I feel like we're losing all our traditions. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as you know, we at Papercuts believe in headlines for happiness. A pun is fun, a joke is oak, eh? And a rhyme is fine, though I'll stop now. <laughs> Ian, do we have any great examples of the subs art today? What do you have? Yeah, well, on the Daily Star, there's actually two on this page of varying quality. Um, <laughs> so the one about a supermassive black hole devouring the universe, um, and here's a quote, like a giant Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> 
it isn't. But um, <laughs> like a black hole would be like a giant Pac-Man if Pac-Man just opened his mouth and matter just came into Pac-Man. Yeah, it wouldn't um, be moving. It's true. Yeah, he's not working for it. But yeah, they've gone hole. with the headline: Starve Wars. Starve That's Wars. Good. Okay, yeah. that's all right. Um, so <laughs> another headline: UK has gone to pothole. Someone has found a pothole that looks a little bit like the shape of the UK. <laughs> it really does, actually. I think I'm really impressed by that. Yeah, it's a, it it's a picture based. It sort of also looks like maybe a sort of prone animal, yeah. but um, it's difficult to make that into a into a pun. Um, <laughs> Wales is gone in in this one. There's no Wales. There's not much of Scotland. Yeah, but other than that. <laughs> that is bang on. It's England. Yeah. Um, so, boffins again. It's been a busy week for, for boffins. Have grown um, testicles in a lab. Mm. And, um, and the headline is Grow a Pair. Very good. I'm very yeah. impressed by that. That's a good one. Yeah. Just a classic. <laughs> well, I've got the mirror, a couple from the mirror, which is good showing for the mirror. They don't usually feature in this bit because no. the headlines don't always hit, hit the spot. But they've done the story of 456 words meaning drunk. And the headline is, you drunken idiom. I'm well, quite impressed a, by that. You know, grammar joke. Mm. Grammar joke in the mirror. I yeah. got really idiomed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> idiomed at my head. Um, back page. Let's do some sports. Uh, Manchester City beat Brentford 1-0 last night. Uh, 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 Harlan scored the goal. And the headline is, sting in the ponytail. Because he's, got a, pony he's got a ponytail. Yeah. And I've got to say, it's a bad day for the sun. Usually they provide a lot of headlines for us. And they've only got one today. And it's on the back page. This is breaking my heart. Liverpool's injury crisis deepens after forward Diogo Jota was ruled out for months. Mm. And the headline is, Jota! <laughs> Cloppy's out for months. And there's a picture of poor old Diogo lying there with his leg in the air. So poor my heart is broken. As well as his leg. Now, there are a couple of pieces in the papers today about how people spend their money. Nothing unusual there, of course. The papers are obsessed with how people spend their money, except both pieces are less about look at the lovely rich people buying nice, tasteful things and more about gawp at the dodgy nouveau riche types wasting money on nasty embarrassments. So... Andrew, in The Times, there is a piece about a guy called Henry Riley from Prescott in Merseyside who is selling his house. It looks perfectly fine from the outside and it's going for 180k, a bargain, but there are no buyers as yet. Why not? Well, because inside it's a bit live, laugh, love. It's a bit <laughs> crazy gaudy. It's a bit tons and tons, hundred weights of Chanel throw pillows. It's a bit, uh, uh, you know, pink bedspread and flowers all over the place. Mm. The conservatory in particular looks like the inside of Elton John's brain yeah. as it's got gigantic uh, silver flower vases, a colourful parquet floor, a, a chaise lounge. The yeah. chaise longue, all day on the chaise longue, flowers all over the place. Um, and, you know, Prescott is an unpretentious place. Prescott is not kind of, you know, uh, Kensington. Fancy. Made famous by Saltburn, of course, because he says he's, his mum and dad are from Prescott, and they all go, oh my God, they must all be heroin addicts. <laughs> Prescott's not that bad. But uh, poor old Henry is, is finding it hard to shift his place because of the beautiful kind of lion-legged brass uh, occasional tables and things like that. <laughs> I think this is 
it's it's interesting this because the Times is running an awful lot of Daily Mail type stories like this these days. The Times is attacking the middle market like crazy. House seller defends gaudy decor after getting a pasting online. The one hundred and eighty thousand pound house has Chanel pillows pink ribbons and a disco ball vase. Buyers called off viewings when it went viral. And then when you look in the comments, people are like, it's a nice house. It's yeah. his taste. Let him have it the way he likes. And more importantly, it's clean. And even more importantly, it's not like he's going to leave the stuff there when he moves out. Certainly you will not. have a blank slate. He's not going to say, would you like me to leave the uh, Louis Vuitton shower curtains <laughs> and the, you know, the Chanel toilet cover? That's all going with Henry to wherever Henry moves to next, where Henry can continue to live his best life. So I was encouraged that the Times' own commentators, their own readers, called out the snobbery of this. Yeah, it's good. I mean, he's got a baby pink champagne pocket with Prosecco party on it. Why? Yeah. What's not to like is the, what I'm saying. I think the theme of this is love, laugh at Liverpool. <laughs> Very much so. And actually, you know, chiming with this article, mm. Ian, I feel, in most of the papers, there's an article about Sir Elton John, who is flogging a load of his Henry <laughs> Riley-style upmarket tat <laughs> yeah. at Christie's, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that guy should probably just put his house on at Christie's. Seems to be the, <laughs> the market for it. Henry the- and Elton should do a house swap. Dead yeah. Elton and Elton Prescott. You'd love it. Yeah, and if Elton, if Elton lived in that house, people would be like... Oh, look, isn't Elton a quirky character? Mm. Let's, what, what a fantastic place. Because, I mean, Elton is selling a lot. as much shit. And <laughs> it, it only looks good because it's Elton John. If, if, if you just saw a, a man in the street dressed like this, you'd think he was mad. Um, <laughs> well, like, if you saw a man in the street dressed like this, you'd think he was Louis XIV, because that's yeah. who he would look like. <laughs> yeah. So he's selling things like boots that have E and J written on them. I really them, like those. Which is... But it's a bad purchase unless your initials are also E and J. Well, you could you could kind of just display them because they are famous stack-heeled silver boots. Well, John Ellidge yeah. could wear them because it's J and E. That's very true. I think oh, they're yeah. ideal. Be, I think we should save up. I think they'd be walking a bit di- difficultly. Yeah, cross-legged. Yeah, they'd have to be on the, the wrong foot. Listeners, if you'd like to donate more to the Papercut Supporters Club <laughs> to buy Elton John's boots for John Ellidge. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually or, selling the whole of his Atlanta, Atlanta house. Yes, which he like has recently sale. sold for just over five million mm. after buying it for just under one million. I, I always like to hear mm. about someone who's in a hard situation just making a real return <laughs> on their investment. And that's the end of today's paper cuts. Thanks to Andrew. Thank you. And thanks to Ian. Thank you. And of course, thanks to you, lovely listeners, especially our brilliant and good-looking paper cut supporters who get a shout out on the show. Andrew. Hello, and I hear you got absolutely tumble dried last night, Rick Miles. <laughs> Hello, and rumour has it you got utterly tin canned the other day, Joanna Glenn. Hi, and we all know you were nothing short of overripe bananaed yesterday, Ashley Holdsworth Quinn. <laughs> I've been Miranda Sawyer, and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when we learned that Chinese Starbucks is celebrating the Chinese New Year with a pork latte. Yum. Oh, I like it. Oh, come on. <laughs> the abundant year savoury latte consists of a coffee plus Dong Po braised pork sauce and a square slice of pork all balanced on the top and has a quote interesting flavour. <laughs> We're off to pop a slice of Bernard Matthews in our Nescafe. Happy Chinese New Year. See you tomorrow. Paper Cuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Podmasters Group Editor Andrew Harrison and Ian Smith. 
The producer was Liam Tate with assistant production by Adam Wright. Music and audio production was by me, Simon Williams, and socials were by Jess Harpin and Mike Bolin. The executive producer was Martin Boitosh. Papercuts is a Podmasters production.